The Jet Spotlight, episode 37. Hey there, how are you? Yanni Lunga here from the Jazz Potlet Podcast. Thank you for being with me today as we continue to talk about the business side of music with another great episode. You remember maybe from last time with Ari Hurstend, we talked about how to write a press release and get press. So we really talked about what you should think about when looking for press coverage, what you should include in your press release, what you should not include in your press release, and also how to approach media and music writers, what to do when they don't reply to your emails and so forth. And today we take our conversation back to Europe. We go to France this time. After some time, we go back to France. Always nice to travel the world with the podcast. And we go behind the scenes of Anteprima Productions, an agency that works with artists from Europe, but also from the States. And we're going to hear more from its founder, Rino Di Matteo. As always, you can find the resources and the show notes and all the things we mention on this podcast at thejetspotlight.com slash episode 37. Let's hear it. Here is Rino Di Matteo of Anteprima Productions. Hey everyone, I'm here with Rino Di Matteo of Anteprima Production, who's going to tell us more about his agency, about what is it that they are do, what is it that they're looking for when, you know, when looking for artists for their rosters. And he's also going to tell us something about the mistakes some of you as musicians make when contacting Anteprima Productions. But, you know, I'm really happy to have him on the show, especially because Anteprima Productions is celebrating its 10th anniversary. It was uh, founded in 2004. And I'm really happy. Let's hear from Reno Di Matteo. Reno, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning. Good evening for everyone who's listening. Hey, how are you? Very fine. Thank you. All right. Let's get started immediately. Tell us a bit more about Anteprima Productions. What is it that you guys do? Well, we've been working, the, 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 so it's the 10 years anniversary of the, the office, uh, but I've been in the business for more than 20 years now. Uh, so what we do mostly is uh, working and uh, fighting for artists to, to make them develop and to, to get the, the bigger network possible worldwide for, for, for everyone who comes to see us. Uh, we have, uh, we have a, a real bunch of different artists going from, uh, mostly European artists. And I work sometimes with some, uh, uh, US artists, just like, uh, Jason Moran, uh, Dave Holland, um, Jeff Ballard, uh, Rebecca Martin and Larry Grenadier, a lot of, a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we now through, through all the years, uh, we got bigger and bigger because that, uh, we had some good chances in, uh, in signing the artists. We've been working with, uh, uh, Manu Kache. We've been working with, uh, some, uh, uh, historic, uh, jazz, French jazzmen, just such as, uh, Aldo Romano or Michel Portal. And, uh, so this is a, a long, uh, long story and a long adventure. But uh, it's true that uh, we, we've been working quite hard for now 10 years there and 20 years in the business. So the more you work, the, the better you get. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are, those are very wise words. It's very true. And, and you mentioned the network aspect uh, of your agency. So you want to develop a roster and help artists networking. Obviously, today with social media, it's a bit easier to a certain extent. Do you have a quick networking tips for musicians who are listening? How can they use, for example, their website or Twitter, or Facebook to expand their network? Getting the, the, the social network is fine, but it's not even 50% of the success of it. Because before, uh, you, you can get recognized through the, through the social network, but it's very rare. When you get, uh, the, the only people I can think of, um, are the snarky puppies, for instance. Snarky puppies, had a, the, the, the chance, the, the band is there for more than 10 years, you know, and they had the chance on the two or three last years to, to get a very good exposure because of the, the family dinner album mm-hmm. where they invited uh, singers like uh, Lala Ataway, Shaina Steele. Uh, and this is something that really helped us, helped them and helped us to, 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 to go through a network. But it's, once again, it doesn't happen that often. It's very rare that you get people discovering, uh, you through the net. You've got still people like, um, you know, a very old, uh, field work to do whatever happens. That means contacting all the promoters just by phone, uh, which I, which is what I do, uh, something like, uh, 100% uh, <laughs> of my lifetime. So this is, I'm, you know, you always online and you always, always doing your network, uh, which is, uh, which, which are people that you know, you know, these are sending the, the information to the, to, to, to the worldwide is very fine, of course, but it's still a lot of, um, you still got to be more precise on what you, you, you want to express people and talk to people. So that point makes, uh, makes everything different. So yeah, of course the social media is fine because if it works, you can have a very good feedback and, and, uh, very hopefully, uh, you can have results, but it's, uh, when you see all the people, uh, which all the artists that exist today, it's very, very, very difficult to get, um, the, the, the clear image and, the, uh, something different, you know, because I, you can see a lot of artists playing great, just like the great cats and with great, great shops and the, the great technique and everything. But if you don't get something, uh, which is different from the other, it's it's very very difficult to get uh, to get the the attention of the audience. Yeah, it's true. I agree with you. I think it's it's very difficult to stand out and cut through the noise, especially because everyone or you know many people are taking advantage of social media. But a good tip I could give to musicians who are listening is this: I agree with what you originally said that in the end, you know, it's still the offline a phone call communication or online, something like email, that it's more uh, formal that works. But I think that social media can be a good good tool to start to build, especially a fan base, and even to start to enter in the radar of the people you want to connect with. So, for example, maybe before emailing a promoter, 
or an agency, you can see if they are on Twitter, you can start to follow them up and, you know, try to get in contact with them like that and then slowly enter into their circles and then contact them directly because, you know, obviously you want to get something out of like from them, but you wouldn't just send an email or call and say, hey, listen, I'm my name is blah, blah, and I would like you to represent me it doesn't really work like that but you, you can you can do that but it's uh, it's you still have to 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 be uh, to know the people you're going to talk yeah, no, with definitely. you know when you see when you see the, the promoters you have to see what they are programming you can when you look at at a festival you have to understand that what they have in mind and what they want to present to the audience so you can't come there and say i'm i'm just the best and i can come here and perform for you and it's you know that's not enough so you just have to find the right words yeah and do your research exactly and especially to work hard on who you're talking to that's that's really very important you know i how many people um i receive a lot of proposals of people coming to me proposing uh, pop uh, music or reggae music and i say man just look what you're asking just look what you do. That's not it. We're exactly not in that network. So bear with us. It's uh, it's very more important. No, it's true. I think it's something that we talked about on episode 23 with another promoter, Tony Dudley Evans, because he really emphasized the aspect of doing the research before actually getting in touch with the like you said, uh, promoters, agencies like yours, festivals, just to to see if you actually could fit in exactly. in, in terms of mu- music genre, in terms of philosophy, in terms of, you know, if, for example, you are used to play late at night, maybe you're not the best for a daily festival. That really depends on from what you want to get. And so, uh, like you already mentioned, a couple of, of the mistakes uh, some musicians make when they contact you and at the entrepreneur productions. It's quite easy when you get people just, coming to you and uh, proposing uh, some, you can hear the music and the first uh, tune you're listening to uh, is more than uh, five minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is, uh, there are uh, uh, a lot of solos and uh, you can even hear a melody uh, (laughs) before the the first 20 seconds. Well, that's (laughs) to to me, you know, you just put the the CD. I wanted to listen to the sound of it. To, to the sound of it, to, to, to the melody that comes to me, to my ears, uh, to get the, um, and nothing more than four or five minutes. Otherwise, I'm already into something else. So your, I think that your advice, it's pretty similar to what Tony talked about on episode 23, where he said that you should put your best work first. So if you send a CD or you have some uh, something online on places like SoundCloud, you want to have your best work immediately so that it catches the promoter's attention or indeed definitely it, and is there something else you would like to to talk about about this you know kind of mistakes you see artists <laughs> make with you and and from the prima productions the, the, i think the essence of the music is enough when you got uh, something quite efficient just that's it just to be efficient you know, you you just got there, and uh, you you talk to someone. You don't, you know. When I talk to to promoters, I say one name, a second name, and a third name. And if this guy still didn't got interested, I forget it. I I do something else. I propose to to someone else because it's uh, you know it's just 
you can't always be uh, asking and, uh, and proposing things. It's it's nonsense. You, you just have to be very precise and very short in in what you propose. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's a lot of other people in the world, a lot of way to to go uh, and to to get into the market. It's just be precise, be short, and be efficient. I mean, you know, uh, when I, I went just. Of course, that that was something I was uh, thinking about for uh, for a long time because I was we had the the CD we received the CD in the office of Gogo Penguin. It's great. It's I mean the CD the CD is great. And in the end, when you when I put it again, I said okay, we, we've got to do something with that, and uh, we just signed them. So because because the music is is in a format that uh, suits to to my network to our network. So that's my thing. You know, we're here. We are just trying to 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 develop a format that exists already, and to 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 get our clients to match with what we are with what we are representing. Yeah, no, I I like what you said, and I think that's something also for those who are listening. You should think about that. You know, to be efficient and also to know what you want, because I think that sometimes, for example, with musicians, they just think that yeah, I want to to have gigs. And they don't stop and think for a moment that there are many different kind of gigs, many different uh, venues, situations. So you, it's important to think, what is it that you really want? And on episode 24 with Nicola Milan, we really talked about this, about the different kind of gigs and, you know, what you can get from those. If you want to gain more experience, if you want to build a fan base, if you want to, to earn money, whatever it is that you want to do, it's really important to think about. And as Reno said, if you approach someone and you can see after a moment that, okay, you're not clicking, like he said, he mentioned a couple of names. He sees from the other side that maybe the interest is not, you know, it doesn't go two ways. That's fine. There's, there's plenty of other opportunities. So exactly. like, like Reno said, it's totally up to, you know, be consistent and, and never, never give up. And obviously, uh, are some artists opt for agencies like yours and others decide to, you know, to kind of go uh, solo and be do-it-yourself musicians. What advice would you have for, for do-it-yourself musicians that are listening to the podcast that they, they want to, you know, get shows and... You know, that's just to be to be a regular in your work. I have a lot of people here in France mm-hmm. uh, that uh, who are doing that. I mean, they are just nearby and they are just coming to me. And, and these are people I know for, for years. But every morning they they come up and they, they do their thing. They do their administrative side. Uh, they get to the phone calls. They get to the emails. And they create their network. They're already into it. You know, it's just here. It's just easy. So, well, it's not easy, but it's long work. But in the end, it's not easy. It's it's a very long and uh, and tough and uh, uh, rebarbative word work. But you have to, if you want to go through that, then you've got some results. Anyway, you know, it's the, every time you got you've got results. If you're moving uh, and getting your energy into it, that's uh, that's really what what can be done. Yeah, no, I, I like I like your answer. And, and this is something that, in a way, uh, those who are going to go and listen to episode 29 with Dave Kuzak will remember where he talked about his book, Hack the Music Business, and this 
idea of the musician of today, where you have to think not only as a musician, but also as an entrepreneur or businessman. So like Rino said, there are many artists that, you know, they organize their day so that there is the the business side of, of their career where they make phone calls and, and you know, prepare a touring schedules, things like this. And we had a, cup, a couple of, of examples of this, especially on episode six, where there was a Brooklyn singer, uh, Jen Chapin, where she really talked about what it means to be a musician today. And she really <laughs> talked about how, you know, the, the many aspects of her day. So from playing in the evening to making phone calls to reach out for, for, uh, to venues. I really, I really like this idea. So your advice for independent musicians would be to really take care of everything business side as well. Of course, 100%. You've got to, to get, and it, that's not the only part. Of course, there's the managing. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's the, the, the network, uh, and the, the diffusion that you have to work on, but there's also the publishing, uh, side, which is very important and to take care of. Uh, there are, um, there's the social media, which is, which is another aspect, of course. So creating a network. Going to the press, going to, 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 to the people that you, you want to work with. At a certain point, if you're good, you'll have results. That's for sure. My work is, uh, still remains the same in the, in the sense that, uh, we, we are now eight people in the office and, uh, we take a lot of time to give service to, to, to the, to the musicians. To, to be working with them and uh, proposing things, proposing ideas, uh, proposing ideas as the as the, the the project that needs to be on the road. Uh, these are these are things which takes a lot of time and are always to find the good idea to be on the road. That's this is the the the, the most difficult thing. You know, we every every year I come up thinking about. Uh, the, the next year, uh, now I'm, we are working on the season 2015, 2016. So mm-hmm. you have to f- see quite a long way what's going to happen next. So you have to be always <laughs> on the, on the side of it, you know, always thinking about something uh, that, that will give interest to the audience and to, to enter the network. That's here. Yeah, no, it's very true. And also this kind of long-term thinking, it's something that it's very, uh, very useful also for musicians when we, when they think about the touring, because, um, on episode 13 with Jerry Colstein, we talked about how to, uh, to book gigs and plan tours. And she also talked about a two year strategy that she, that's what she calls that basically so that when thinking about tours, but it's all some, it's something that you guys also do at Antiprima Productions that you should think one year, two years ahead so that, you know, you can see what's happening. And especially with festivals, you can see because they have obviously they, it takes them some time to put together a lineup. So you, if you want to try to uh, participate in a festival, you might make it on time. If you think one year in advance or two years in advance, definitely. You know, when, when you're talking about that, you, the only, the first people that came to my head is, uh, is Ibrahim Malouf, which, which we're working with. And Ibrahim has already his project planned till the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. And he knows where, and we already knows what's going to be next year and uh, how we're going to work, uh, by late 15 and then in 16. So yeah, it's just, 
being uh, productive and always on the edge and always on the on the run for that, this is mainly the key, whatever happens. Yes. And can you tell us, uh, there, there's been a couple of new albums from, from some of your artists that have just been released. Can you tell us a couple of things about those? So we just released um, Manu Kache, who just uh, made a, a new signature to ACT, to the ACT company, mm-hmm. after a, a long, long work with ECM that was great. Uh, and we, we are working now with Sigilok uh, as ACT, which is a different way of thinking. And it's it's very nice. Uh, we've got uh, Manu's got the chance to to get a great audience and to to, to run uh, through all these um, years with uh, now finally his own project and is uh, is uh, one of a kind. Always trying to change the, the the way he presents music, trying to to understand how to present to people. To to he was uh, before doing a quite classical band with a double bass piano. Uh, trumpet and sax and now he went to uh having a Hammond B3 inside the band and uh he, we did something like 130 shows with uh, with this band and uh, Manu wanted to to get live uh the the essence of it and uh it's it's quite a good result it's uh, it's really a good image of on stage that sounds very exciting. And if if the listeners would like to learn more about Anteprima Productions, where can they find you? You've got everything on the web. Uh, this is anteprimaproductions.com. And uh, you've got all the, it's bilingual, we've got French and English. So you can uh, surf the web and, uh, and find us. You'll be able also to, to find us, uh, the young artist named Guillaume Perret. Uh, and the electric epic. It's, um, this, um, a young guy who's really rethinking the saxophone. He's been uh, setting up a lot of effects on the saxophone and the way he pushes, uh, the, this idea till the edge is very impressive. It's very rock. It's very, uh, uh, very, very efficient. And, uh, you get, uh, a beautiful, uh, feedback on that. So yeah, it's um, it's something. It's quite a, a new experience. So you'd better check that. Honestly, <laughs> sounds very cool, Reno. Thank you so much for for your recommendations, for taking times for being on the podcast, and also for giving out a couple of tips and telling us more about Anti Prima Productions. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, we are back. Reno, thank you very much for being on the podcast and telling us more about Antiprima Productions and, you know, what is it that you guys do every day and for giving out some tips for musicians who are looking to build a network, get gigs. Thank you very much. And guys, speaking of getting gigs, you heard a couple of podcast episodes I mentioned during the conversation with Reno, in particular episodes 13, 23, and 24. So if you haven't listened to those yet, make sure to check those out after this. And if you don't want to miss any episodes of the podcast, you can easily subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or or Stitcher, whatever you prefer, or SoundCloud, the podcast, you can find it everywhere. And to end up this episode of the podcast, I'd like you to check out an article that I've written uh, recently on the on the blog that has also been shared on other websites because it's about gigs. It's about how to get gigs. I mentioned this already last time. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but you know, I think it's very important for you if you're a musician and you're looking to get gigs. 
some of the things Reno have talked about, I hope made you understand and made you realize how this aspect of the music business works. For example, when he mentioned the case of Ibrahim Malouf, who has already planned all the Holy's upcoming gigs until 2016, that's something that you should think about. You should be really organized and think ahead, plan ahead. On episode 13, Jerry Goldstein talked about a two years planning strategy. And if you're looking for gigs and you're thinking, okay, where should I start from? What should I do? What should I do even before I start looking for gigs? That, that article is perfect for you. And you can find it at thejetspotlet.com slash gigs before. You can find it there. And then that article also contains the link to the second part that talks about how to actually look for gigs. So what places you can use to find contact information of venues and all these kind of things. Thank you again for being with me today. I'm Yanni Lunga, and you have listened to the Jazz Potlet Podcast. Have a great day. Take care.